I bought him a drink, put it on the table and said, you know, thank you for the evening. But this just isn't going to work out. That might be the best way to leave I've ever heard. So I, I walked out, not really knowing what to think. The whole thing was so bizarre in so many ways. And I sat in my car and I just burst out laughing. <laughs> it's no accident that sounds like you're leveling up in a video game. 48% of 18 to 29 year olds have an online dating profile. Make them work for it. 45% of people say they're more frustrated with this form of dating than hopeful. There are so many people you can connect with. Should I swipe right? Swipe wrong! Swipe wrong! Setting the record straight on dating apps. Everyday people telling everyday stories of the swipe right world with your host, Chaos. Well, I know he had a good time. Well, hey there. Welcome to the uh, number one podcast across the pond. And and by that, I mean, there's there's a pond in Kentucky and a housing community that if you're standing there and you're looking across it and there's like three people listening to a podcast, we might be the number one podcast there. We might be. Uh, it's the Swipe Wrong Podcast. I am chaos. I am that guy. I will be that guy. That guy who uh, is going to bring you some of the stories uh, from all the swipe right sites, from people on the swipe right sites, you know, everyday people telling their everyday stories of the swipe right world. That's that's what we're here to do, to uh, make sure that you're out there not exactly feeling like you're the only one who attracts the crazy, as we like to say, because the crazy is out there. I'm I'm uh, always excited to talk to people about their stories. This one, I was extremely excited to talk to you. Uh, Jay uh, set this one up. Uh, phenomenal. Uh, she is uh, literally across the pond. And uh, I always get intrigued on uh, if they're crazy is the same as our crazy, if they're running the same apps that we're running into. So it was a really uh, interesting conversation for me to, to, to listen to and to be a part of. I think you guys will, will like it uh, tremendously uh, because... You know, the more things change, definitely the more they stay the same. But uh, she's she's great. She is a, a big optimist uh, and has her own podcast. She mentions it here in, in, in the show. So definitely, definitely check it out. Um, and, uh, you know, you know how it goes. Put your feet up, sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, get it buttered if you need to. Don't hit that person in traffic right next to you. You don't need the BS that goes along with that. And just enjoy Boundaries. And one more word, of course, from the quote unquote legal department. Disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions or any entities they represent. This podcast is about dating experiences. It is not to say one dating app is better or worse than another. What apps do you use? What apps are out there Is it for dating? If, if I say what apps I use, it probably reflects my age. <laughs> because whereas, whereas, you know, younger people will use uh, Bumble or okay. um, whereas my age, I was looking for executive singles. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's... Um, no, that's where I found the doctor. And... <laughs> The other, yeah, probably the biggest one is Match, Match.com. Match is there, okay. Um, 
but yeah, Bumble is probably quite big. Obviously, everyone here uses Tinder as well, but mm. those are apps I just never, ever, ever went into. There's also um, Guardian Soulmates, one of the newspapers Whoa. here. So you try to choose things that align with your values, don't you? Sure. Yeah. So sure. I thought Guardian Soulmates, that might be. So this is over a very long period of time that I've tried different ones. <laughs> How long but have you been on the apps? Uh, if when I go on, I'm on for no longer than six months okay. and then I'll stay off for a year, two years, three years, however long. So just when you think you're feeling all right about it again, I went back on at the beginning <laughs> of this year. But after six months, I'm out of there. <laughs> it's just nope. Six months this, again, I'd never get past six months. <laughs> you have this window. What six month window do I want to try? <laughs> oh, it's really cold outside. I'm not going to be going outside for this six months. So here's my window. Oh, girl. I'm I, sorry. I, I would just rather find somebody when I'm out, you know, buying my groceries or, yeah. you know, doing something fun. The things that I like to do outdoors. That's why I'd rather bump into someone. Not so, on a dating app. Uh, so when was the last time you were approached face to face, just cold, so to speak? I don't remember. Right? No. Uh, I uh, like I, I have a really big personality. I did stand up for a little while. I didn't do it well. I just did it, and like yeah, you know, I might as well have pulled the cane and pulled me off the stage a couple of times. So I, I've definitely done the cold approach a couple of times. And you would think like it was out of a horror movie. Like if, I, if people aren't communicating <laughs> in front of a screen, they're just like not comfortable, like in the grocery store. I don't know, like how, how much more stereotypical could I be? I just, you know, just, just helping somebody with like bread or just hi, how you doing? And they're looking at me like, what do you really want? What are you really here for? Hang on. And then right back down to, her, to their phone. It's, the whole, it's so it's so unique how people need the phone to communicate, it seems like. Well, I was standing in the queue, in the lineup, as you would mm -hmm, say. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> it was last Saturday night, probably just before dinner time, in one of the shops that I go to. And I just started laughing and I had to snap a picture and send it to my friends on our messaging group. <laughs> Because I'm like, this has got to be the place to find single men my age, Saturday night at Little. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the men in front, literally, it was a three, three men in the queue in front of me. I didn't know if they were single. I had no idea. But get men shopping on a Saturday night, you just suddenly assume that they're sing single. So I find myself just looking at what's in their shopping basket. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> It's quite interesting. So, <laughs> yeah. So even even the grocery stores aren't that easy. It's no. not like you see in the movies and on TV. No. It's never that no. simple. No, um, we don't live a rom-com, uh, I don't think, unfortunately. There's no... Uh, and then what's the compliment at the grocery store? There's like the, the age-old one is something about eggs to what insinuate fertilization or something about <laughs> melons to insinuate anatomy. I don't know what even to say. It's like, hey, how you doing? And I feel like I'm coming out of a deliverance or something. They're like, uh, what do you mean by that? Really? I just I just mean, hi, how are you? That's it. So when you were looking at the the shopping carts, that's like, uh, that's like the public equivalent of uh, some people, I guess, digging through trash. Like you're looking just going, all right, that. That one, that one, he he looks like he'd be a good caretaker. Or he looks like he, oh, he's got tequila. He'd be a good time. Was it anything like that? Well, what I was noticing is all the all the alcohol. Mm. So the guy, too, because that's the first thing that I noticed because of my, my past. One of the first things I noticed about oh, a man sure. is how they handle their drink. 
and sure. what some of their habits are. And I, I don't mean to do that, but you know, when you're buying your groceries and when the guy ahead of you, his basket is probably 60% just a variety of alcohol. Wow. He's either going to a party or he's having a really lonely night at home. <laughs> and so I started chatting with the, uh, he was actually two ahead of me and the guy ahead of me, I was commenting on, yeah, God, there's a lot of alcohol in this queue. And he's like, <laughs> it's Saturday night. <laughs> it's a Saturday night treat. <laughs> oh my God. And I'm looking at my shopping and our, my Saturday night treat was chocolate. I was going to say ice cream. That was going to be my guess. Chocolate. Totally. No, it's always chocolate. At a girl after my own heart. So you, I, I should have asked this in the beginning. I apologize. You do a podcast, a great podcast. Tell it, say it. What's going on? Well, it's called Smiling Again. And it's a podcast for people who have lost loved ones to alcoholism or addiction. So I lost my husband to alcoholism. And for a very, very long time, I thought that I would never smile again. Oh. I thought that I would never have anything to be happy about. And I started recording it. I launched it last year on his what would have been his, his birthday, which was five years after his death. And I share stories with people to convey hope that you can smile again and giving little practical tips on things to do to take care of yourself so you can get to that place to, where you can smile again. And I interview people who have been through the same challenges that I have, who have endured that loss. And it, it's just a really nice platform to convey hope because we always think that we're the only ones going through it. Oh, we oh. always think we're the only ones who are sitting at home alone and we'll never love again. Totally. You know, totally. The loss can be devastating. So, How long did it take you to smile again? Quote. Quite honestly, it probably took me 10 years. Wow. You know, there might have been little, uh, I call them <clears throat> Picasso moments. I trained myself to look for happy moments. Yeah. I, I heard somebody call it a Picasso moment. It's that moment in time where you see it and you just want to frame it and remember sure. it forever. Something, a beautiful moment. And I didn't, it did not necessarily make me smile, but it was something that stirred a little bit of little bit of happiness inside so yeah i would say probably uh, a good 10 years of feeling unhappy and i can honestly say this year so five years after he passed away it's been a good year it's been a really good year for feeling genuine joy and happiness so that could have something to do with my poor dating record is perhaps i just wasn't ready (laughs) i wasn't the happy girl to be around Maybe, but maybe there's times now too, when you're kind of looking back going, wow, did I really sit through that date? Um, (laughs) Wow. So, and one question about the Picasso moment um, and, uh, and I guess it's grieving, I guess, as they come through, did you feel like they kind of um, almost broke the seal, so to speak? Like you smiled here once and then you smiled twice a week later. And then all of a sudden it sort of slowly snowballed and, and turned into all right, I think I can do this. If only it was that simple. If only uh, things went in a in a straight line like that. Sure. There, there's just a lot of ups and downs and you just have to train yourself to look for those happy moments because they are there. That's, that's the whole sure. point of looking for them is these happy things happen all around us, but we just don't necessarily see them. 
Sure. So we we have to look for them. So it, it it varied. It just depends on on how you're feeling, whether you see them or not. Well, it's a great smile. So I'm glad it's coming out a little bit more often. That's a good thing. Thank you. For sure. <laughs> so these dates. So where would you say you meet the most people, or or your your better interactions? Is it Bumble? Is it Tinder? Is it uh, is it, is it the executive suite? I forget what you called it. Sorry. Well, each time I signed up to a platform. I always made sure that I went on at least a couple of dates. You have to give it a chance. You know, you sure. have to be open to something good happening. So they were all pretty much the same in terms of the number of people that I dated. So, and that was typically on average two or three. <laughs> so not, not an awful lot. Uh, so yeah, none, none stands out as better than any other. And you tend to find the same people on one platform or another sure. you get used to oh gosh he's still there yeah. and then i'm thinking i'm still here <laughs> <laughs> that's fair yeah so how are the interactions i assume you you know start talking on the app you do a little bit of a vibe check and then you maybe you move it to text message and and decide if it's something worth worth uh, meeting in person yeah same exactly Nothing more complicated than that. Video call as well. I like to have before you meet them in person. That way you can make sure they look the way they say they look. Uh, I've been surprised in the past when sometimes they didn't always look the age that they said they were. uh, Yeah, but pretty typical of just, I spend a lot more time messaging on the platform though. Okay. So So it's a safer space. Fair enough. The the dreaded, hey, there's my pictures from 10 years ago moments, right? You're trying to avoid those. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) All right. Fair enough. So, and I've heard, I've heard, you know, from the, the people we spoke to two schools of thought, you know, a call before, um, yours is a video call before, um, so that's, that's, do you do background checks or anything like that on it? No, I've never done that. I just make sure okay. my friends know when I'm going out, where I'm going okay. and, um, just making sure that I feel safe. That's all. All right. So your support group, your friends, I assume, mm-hmm. do you share, um, messages and we'll say, uh, certain pictures that you may get from, uh, from people with these friends? Absolutely. Had a girl <laughs> as you Doesn't should. Everyone? As you should. I think I think guys would be smarter if they started their conversation instead of hi, how you doing, which is the typical change it to like hello ladies, how are you all doing? Because that way you know, might as well say hi to everybody who's checking it out. <laughs> yeah, well, I have to confess the last date I went on was a good one and I traveled for it. And I actually stayed away for a couple of nights. Nice. And the the first the first night we were together, we did take a selfie together so I could send it to my friends uh, so that they could see <laughs> he sure. was okay. I was okay. So that was really good to ha- that he was um just accepting that, yeah, the friends need to know that everything's all yeah. okay. That was quite yeah. nice. I think that's a big deal. I think they all should. So I hear a lot of horror stories and I know we're going to hear some of some of uh, some of your experiences, but tell me about your good date. I mean, just got there. Good connection. Good chemistry. How did it go? We we messaged a fair amount. I had the video call all of that in advance and everything was really, really good. Uh So there was um, I try not to have any expectations whatsoever because of that disappointment. So I'm just grateful to meet someone new. And, you know, we, we both thought, you know, we know we're going to get along well. We're really well matched. 
worst case scenario, we end up being good friends. So we were sort of both going in in the same way. And yeah, soon as soon as I saw him and the smile and the wave, yeah. everything just felt right. So yes, it turned out to be a good first date, which rolled into the second date on the second day because I, yeah. I, you know, I traveled for it, so I stayed local, and I just had a really, really nice time. Good, good but man. I confess I haven't, I haven't seen him since because it's so far away. Unfortunately, how, far? how roughly? I mean, is it an hour away or so? Four hours. Oh God, that is yeah, tough. that is tough. Yeah, Gosh. it is tough. We just stay in contact and. You know, we'll we'll see, but yeah, yeah. time isn't right on his part, yeah. whereas I'm not in any rush on my part either. So yeah, no, that's cool. That's uh, it's good though that 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 four hour maybe you met in the middle or maybe you went there. I'm not sure, but it's good that it turned out good. Now you have I don't know another advocate on your side as well. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You got to have like the good ones because like all the bad ones, you're like, all right, so what are the numbers on what I have to go through? Do I have to go through 15 bad dates to find the one above average date? I can't say great, but I mean, does it feel that way sometimes? Well, to be honest, I haven't been on enough dates for it to sound that bad. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess my numbers are sounding pretty good with what you just quoted. (laughs) So for, uh, you know, probably about, you know, five or six bad dates before I got to one good one. So that's not not too bad, actually. Not Not bad bad numbers. I do weed them out viciously beforehand, though. So. I like that. Viciously, even with them out. Not just like, hey, I kind of, these, I'm a vicious wearer. And I'm, yeah, they're gone. They're gone. So, have you ever felt unsafe on a date? Is there any time when you felt like, hey, I need to get the heck out of here? No. Good. Uh, gratefully, I can say I have never felt that way, which okay. is a good thing. I've always um, always had friends on backup or met in a place where I felt safe. And luckily, everybody that I've met has just been a really decent person. So Good. it's all been fine. That's what happens when you viciously wean them out. That sounds, that's, I, that's I the think point. so. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm a little bit harsh, but you know, I've, I've had yeah. a turbulent past. We've had a lot of trauma in our lives. Mm-hmm. And I've been there, done that. And I'm just looking for someone who's emotionally mature and is in a good place and that's easy to spot through messaging whether they are or they're not so i think that means i end up meeting people who hopefully are in a little bit of a better place with themselves good that sounds like you're doing a great job that's for sure um on the calls on the video calls like after you go from messaging to the video calls have you ever noticed anything like they're maybe not as witty as they seemed in text message or maybe they just seem a little bit different I've only done video calls with two people and they were both pretty much what I was expecting. So oh, good. Yeah. It, it was just an, a nice, it, it just gives you that little bit of confidence to actually meet in person, but you know what you're going to be walking into, which is, yeah. which kind of takes the, um, the pressure away in so many ways. Yeah. It's, yeah. It takes the surprise away, which I think is, is a nice thing. Like you are pretty much nailing that uh, you have a really good chance not to sit across from the table and just stare at each other after, you know, if you carry a good video call, you're pretty sure that that's not going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. You you find out pretty quickly whether you can just have a conversation with somebody or not. Yeah. Yeah. You can get the connection. So bad dates that stick out, not the bad dates that stick out that made you maybe say, all right, that was six months. Time's up. (laughs) Yeah, that would be the doctor. Definitely the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and I stayed off 
probably for a good three years after that one. No kidding. <laughs> I don't know how to calculate it in my head, but it probably is at uh, least three years. It, it might be more. You, might be, I have been single a really long time. Have you? So, okay. yeah. Yeah, definitely the doctor, my goodness. You'd think a doctor would be all right. You know, you would think, but you are the second person. And we've had an episode last season where it was another doctor who they're like, this guy's batshit crazy. Like, I don't want to even know. No, like I, she was even saying, I don't even know how I'm still straight anymore. I don't get it. I was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. I can't blame it. So did you meet him on Bumble? What what platform did you meet him on? That one was um, I th- the like executive singles, I think it, it was. It was that one. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think so. So you because because I'm older, I'm in my 50s now, early 50s. Oh, okay. And that, that one was a few years ago. So I was in my 40s and a lot of the other platforms, it's just like 20 somethings oh, that yeah. you can't come across. And I just didn't want that for obvious reasons. So that's why I tried that platform. And yeah, he he stumbled across my profile. He found me and exchanged a few messages. And with every message, there was I was always left with that feeling of, hmm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite sure. But, the, you know, just, okay, let's, let's carry on the conversation. Um, but the, yeah, there was always something that I could never quite put, put, you know, a label on it. Just something that always seemed a little bit peculiar in, in, in one way or another. But yet he was very intelligent and we could have a conversation. So, so I always give everybody the benefit of the doubt. I'm always looking for the good in every situation. So I definitely was looking for the good in this guy because on, on a school, you know, a sheet of paper, he ticked a lot of boxes in terms of, what I was looking for with, his, you know, his age, his, you know, the the fact that he was a professional, he was working, um, he was a doctor, he was intelligent, um, and generally he was easy to to talk to. And he had children, which meant he would understand that I had children and what that means to be a parent. So yeah, he he ticked a lot of boxes, that's for sure. So where did you guys go? Did you go to dinner? Did you go to drinks? Did you walk in the park? What did you guys end up doing? We were meeting for drinks and we live in two separate towns, not that far apart. So we were meeting in the middle and I chose a place that was easy to get to, a place that was really well known. So therefore it's just easy to find. So should be simple enough. And when you walk in, it has this nice seating area before the restaurant, before the bar with lots of like leather sofas, really comfy, nice lighting. So you can sit and relax and have a have a drink there if you choose. So I thought, well, that that might be a nice place to sit and and and, you know, have a drink together. So I'd been sitting there for a while, quite a while. <laughs> And I'd been sitting there for so long. I swear to you, I honestly leaned my head against the wall and I nodded off. (laughs) I actually nodded off because I had been there for about 40 minutes at that point. And I'm, you know, I've got two kids at home. I'm working, I'm running around. So to run and to go to a date for drinks on a weekday evening for me is like, that's exhausting. (laughs) So I went and then uh, my phone woke me up because I got a text message from him and it just said that um, he, he had printed off the Google map, but he just couldn't find the place. And I'm thinking, you've printed off the Google map? I said, okay, no worries, Kim. Not yeah, not everybody has a sat nav in their cars. No, that's okay. 
So I decided to call him. I thought, oh, he's going to need, I need to figure out where he is. So after a conversation with him, I realized he was in a village not too far away. So I told him where to go, which was, you know, a, a nice little pub that was right across the street from where he was and that I would come to him just to make it a little bit easier for him. So I drove there and parked my car in the back. They've got this lovely little sort of garden area in behind the pub. And I walked into the, the into the pub doors and you can just imagine an old English pub. So it's a little bit dimly lit. You've got the big bar in front of you, seating on the right, seating on the left. And I, there's not many people in there. So I looked to the left. It had to be him. <laughs> But it wasn't the guy from the photos. Oh, <laughs> he no. was at least 15 years older. Oh, exactly but, what we were saying earlier. Yeah. So he bought me bought me my drink. Diet Coke was all I was having. <laughs> so I thought, okay, let's, you know. So basically that was the beginning of the conversation that I was having with myself in my head the whole evening long. I was like, Hmm. Okay. So he looks a little older than his photos. No problem. Let's just have a conversation and see how this goes. So we started chatting and I just asked him the basic question, which for whatever reason hadn't been answered in the text messages, but I asked him, so you you are divorced? How long have you been divorced? Like, well, actually, um, it's not been that long since my wife just left me. I'm like, oh, Okay, there's a conversation going on in my head. And I'm like, oh, tell me what what happened. Oh, a couple of months ago, I came home from work, home from the surgery, and walked into the house, and half of everything was gone. She had left with her daughter. They were gone. I'm like, oh, (laughs) was that a surprise? (laughs) Like, (laughs) yeah, it was, but I didn't really mind because I didn't really like the daughter. You know, stepkids, you can't love them like they're your own. Oh, (laughs) there goes the conversation in my head. Mm. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Where do we go from here with the conversation? (laughs) So um, I asked him, you know, if he had any understanding of, you know, what led to her leaving. And he really just had no idea. She just, she just left. That conversation was going nowhere. So I knew if, well, if I talk about his kids, because he messaged a lot about his kids, he's very proud of his kids, all doing really well. So I started asking them about his kids. One's a doctor. Can't remember what the other one was. The uh, third youngest was quite athletic, Um, but she was a problem child. Oh, really? Why was she a problem child? Oh, she was just, she wouldn't sit still. She was full of so much energy. So we had to put her in her room. Oh, and I'm just thinking to myself, please tell me you don't lock her in. Don't, don't Uh. lock her in. But she wouldn't stay in her room. She kept coming out. So we had to put a lock on the outside. (laughs) Oh my God. So he used to lock his daughter in her room. And the problem went away. She then became, you know, not so so active after being locked in a room. So oh. it wasn't an issue anymore. <laughs> or institutionalized, so, one or the other. Uh, so he's, we were then talking about, um, he was explaining, uh, asked him about his work. And at his work, he had um, a stuffed fox uh, in a surgery. And I'm like, health and safety, how can... How can that yeah. even be allowed, a furry animal in a doctor's office? And he's right. like, well, the others are at home, just the one in the office. And I'm like thinking, 
oh, um, do you have a collection? <laughs> I'm like, well, yes, I do. But they were my wife's. And, sh- and so I've put them all in the loft now because she didn't take them. So it's all in the loft. Oh, my gosh. Once I discovered he had a taxidermy collection and a child that he used to lock in a bedroom. And he didn't look anything like the photos <laughs> that he sent me. I I bought him a drink because we were both finished our drinks. So I bought him a drink, put it on the table and didn't sit back down and said, you know, thank you for the evening. But this just isn't going to work out. <laughs> that might be the best way to leave I've ever heard. So I, I walked out not really knowing what to think. The whole thing was so bizarre in so many ways. And I sat in my car and I just burst out laughing. <laughs> were, I didn't know what else to do but to just laugh uh-huh. and message my friend to let her know how it went. Sure. <laughs> and sure. No, you couldn't imagine anything do- going quite like that. No, like you don't see it coming now. Like the dialogue. I mean, I see from his side. Did you get much of a word in edgewise at all? Or is it just him? No, just going? I was doing all the asking all the questions. He did not ask me anything. It was all, I mean, all one sided. And it probably it, nervous energy. Just keep asking questions because I didn't know what to do in this situation. <laughs> well, like on a date, like you just anytime or just forget a date, just when you meet somebody for the first time to talk about, hey, you know, didn't really like the step kids all that much as you're talking across from uh, a woman who's got kids that in his case, you know, he's out on a date with like, you're just going like through your head at that point. I'm like, oh, and then you lock the kid in like uh, a room because she's I don't know. I, I There's what only five kids in the world that have too much energy. No, every kid in the world has too much energy. <laughs> I, mean, you had to be, I can't imagine what was like through your head, like the conversation in your mind was like, I don't know how to get out of here yet. There were so many red flags and oh. I was just looking. I decided, you know, Kim, you've given him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> you've yeah. given him plenty of opportunities here and it just keeps getting worse. The train wreck is just getting too big to to handle. So I thought I did did my bit by buying him a drink because he bought the first one. Sure. And just left. What else yeah. are you going to do? No. That's that's the best way to go. Any longer? Yeah, I I I imagine your friends probably uh, let you uh, know about that one for a while afterwards. (laughs) Yeah, I mean that's uh, uh, three years off. That's pretty pretty good pretty good reason to (laughs) to stay off. Girl, that's crazy. I I really hope. Well, in like, it sounds like, am I, am I mis- mistaken? Was he a surgeon or were you sure what he was? He was, he was a GP. A GP. So, okay. Yeah. And like you're saying to have the taxidermy in the office with uh, like, you talk health and safety. And first of all, <clears throat> any kids come in, that's probably going to freak them out anyway, but it's it doesn't scary. matter. He's probably got a lock and door to put them in anyway. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Oh, he was God. a strange one. I've heard some interesting ones. That one's really, really unique. I'm glad you got out of there when you did and how you did. I love the way you left. That's so perfect. I just I couldn't imagine what else to do. I couldn't mm. sit there any longer. I was tired. I was exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, just time. Time for the uh, exit. I can't imagine what you would have heard next. You know, what's what's the next story come out of his mouth? Holy cow. And then with my wife, here's what where she may have left me. And you're like, you just don't want to get to that part anyway. Um, thank you for sharing any other dates that come to your mind. Like that one, I don't know that, that anything can beat that. That kind of takes the cake. Um, well, there, there was a recent one. Okay. And 
this is very recent and uh, only a few messages i have to say i didn't do the video call with this one but he was really really funny and okay. i thought that was really really nice and he lived in london and he had this romantic idea of taking the, choosing to go someplace where both of us had never been before That's and that i would hop on the train that he was already on out of london so i thought that sounds really nice that's quite hmm, that's quite interesting so we we couldn't really find a place that was en route that okay. we hadn't been before. So he chose Clacton. Okay. Now, your listeners won't know what that means. <laughs> <but> anyone <laughs> here will know. You do not go on a date in Clacton. <laughs> so it's quite a deprived area, but it does have a pier with the rides and the games on it. Okay. So I thought, okay, well, he's trying to be fun. So... Okay, well, we we can do that. So I get I get to the train station, and he had agreed to meet me on the platform because he had to switch trains when he came into my town. So we met on the platform, and uh, we talked in advance about you know he said don't don't worry about getting all dressed up, just just be yourself, be casual. And I thought, God, this guy's really sounding great. And he said, I'm just going to be wearing some some trainers and sweatpants. And I thought, okay, all right, he's being very kind. Well, when I saw him on the platform, he literally was wearing <laughs> sweatpants, <laughs> the oh very, very dirty, ripped, like uh, what you've been gardening in or painting all day long sweatpants. Oof. So, and a really rough, wrinkled T-shirt. So, like, no effort went into that outfit. Uh, um, and that was my first impression. <laughs> yeah. So. We sat, we sat down waiting for the train and the whole time he was he was talking and I was just thinking, first of all, he doesn't look like anyone that I want to spend time with. Sure. We're going to a town where I don't really want to go oh, with him. So that's sure. going to be three hours of my life. Yeah. And I was sitting there tormented by, am I going to be that awful person that just abandons him right now? <laughs> or am I going to go to be kind? What, what what do you think I did? Uh, look, that's an internal struggle. There's no wrong answer, but I really hope you left. I left. You're right. Atta girl. <laughs> Atta girl. So I, and I was honest about it. I was honest. And I said, I just, this doesn't feel right to me. And I'm really sorry that you've traveled all this way. And I feel really awful about that. I really, really, really do. But I can't, I can't get on the train with you because yeah. I know this isn't going to go anywhere. So it's best to just be honest and say goodbye now. Yeah. I mean, how hard, how hard would it have been to leave if you were on the train? I mean, if you did it before the train, I mean, if you're on the train, you're thinking, no, 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 no. I mean, I guess the the next stop. Yeah. I guess the next stop or whatever. I mean, if there is good for you though, like so many, how, how hard was that to do for you? I mean, was it, Oh, that was, that was really hard. I mean, I do teach people self-care. So I've gotten really good at putting myself first or trying to put myself first but there are moments when it is really hard because you sure. don't want to be unkind to other people. You don't want to be um, thoughtless. And it was one of those moments where I just went through that whole ramble of why that was really an unkind thing to do. But I just had to decide in the moment that I had to be kind to myself first. Exactly. exactly. He's a stranger. It's not going to hurt him to have to, yeah. to travel back. Yeah. Um, so I, was, I chose to be kind to myself, which was... Good. That was actually a really good turning point for me and my dating, definitely, because I became a little bit stronger that day. That's beautiful. I mean, like, uh, 
people and i'm sure this is everybody like you're saying it's not just the same as your podcast it's not just to you it's to a lot of people who you don't but boundaries are not easy we can talk about boundaries all Mm -hmm. the time you know you need to set boundaries you need to do this but when you need to actually enforce those boundaries it's really hard and it sounds like you got to the point to where you needed to enforce those boundaries and like when you got home that night I, i and i don't know if i'm seeing it on the on the smile on your face right now but you had to feel really proud of yourself i did i did because as you say i i stuck to my boundaries yeah and yeah. I, I confess i did message the girls and said what was going on and said that i wanted to walk away and they all said walk away girl you gotta yeah. walk away <laughs> good so that helped that helped to have was, that support when i needed it i was gonna say do you think do you think if, without messaging them and getting that extra nudge do you think you would have still gone through with it like like uh left or gone through with the day i i would have left but it would have been good. a lot harder i think it probably probably would have been down to the wire of there's the train am i yeah. going to step on it whereas yeah. i left well before that moment good good that's awesome like that really is like this whole thing and everything, it's, it's all a journey. It's all just figuring it out. And like now, like if that ever happens again, you're like, Oh, I've been here before. This is no big deal. Oh, thanks. Nice meeting you. But here's five bucks for a new shirt. I'll see you later on, you know, take care of yourself um, yeah, exactly. or whatever is the easiest way to go. I know I'm making light of it, but I think it's uh, I, I really, I really hope that anybody who's listening just kind of goes, yeah, that's, that's always the right thing to do. Cause you don't know what could have ended up happening. Absolutely. That time. whole, that whole idea of, you know, meeting on a train and going somewhere that you've never been before. Sounds great. Sounds romantic. I think I'm just going to stick to my own town. In a place <laughs> <in my home. laughs> well, I mean, with, uh, with the gentleman that, uh, the good date guy, you know, that might be a good time. That might work out well because it does. It sounds romantic. Sounds like it could be a good time. So it sounds like if I'm hearing you correctly, the lessons that you've kind of learned are video calls, big deal, vicious pre-screening and, and uh, yeah, definitely trusting your gut, I guess, you know, and, 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 and living, living your boundaries, huh? yeah, putting yourself first, yeah, you know, showing yourself some, you know, self-compassion, self-love and, you know, that I, th- I think we have this tendency to not want to hurt other people, especially, sure. I mean, dating is hard for everybody. So yeah. you think about that. You don't, you don't want to knock somebody, but right. at the same time, you got to take care of yourself first. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if you put yourself in a bad spot, you'll just regret it later. I think um, that's cool. Yeah. I, I, uh, I think you're pretty awesome to talk to and I appreciate you taking the time. Like there's, there's, and uh, there's, a lot people can learn just from the self-care because that's where we run into so much stuff. Like, you know, like half the time, and I'm sure before you did this, like, you you know, you're going into a situation, you're not going to enjoy it, but you're doing it because you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, we yeah. always think about everybody else. And, you know, with my past, when you love an alcoholic or an addict, you spend so much of your time and energy taking care of them that you forget to take care of yourself. So this really has been a journey for me of learning how to take care of myself again. And that definitely applies to dating big time. Thank you for being along for the ride on the Swipe Wrong podcast, where we take everyday people like you and me telling their everyday stories of their swipe right life. Show is produced by Jay Pelham. He is the host of Pelham Place. 
you want to reach out to the show and tell us your story, we'd love to hear it. Give us a call. Google Voice us at 317-426-6616. Leave your information and we'll get back to you or just your story. You can also email us at swipewrongpod at gmail.com. We are on Insta, Facebook, TikTok. We're out there. I am Chaos, the host of Chaotic Commentary. You can find me pretty much anywhere that you see me. And next week, the saga continues. Swipe wrong. Swipe wrong.